Remember that show Night Walk used to air on global TV back in the day? It was literally just someone walking around at night with a camera through the streets of downtown Toronto. And there's other examples, uh, the Yule Log Channel, the Aquarium Channel, the KFC Rotisserie Chicken Channel. Uh, These are all examples of something that is called slow TV. So obviously not a new phenomenon, but something that's gaining a lot of traction. In Norway, they broadcast a seven-hour train ride across the country. And it was tuned in. People tuned in in droves. It got record ratings. This seems to be really taking off for some reason. And that's why we're bringing in Dr. James Dankert, professor of cognitive neuroscience at the University of Waterloo, also the co-author of the book Out of My Skull, The Psychology of Boredom, to discuss this. Doctor, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Good to be with you. Uh, The subtitle of your book is The Psychology of Boredom. I would expect that the pandemic created a lot of opportunities for boredom. But in this case, I'm wondering, with the rise of slow TV, is this due to boredom or is this due to people wanting to escape? That's a great question. I don't have a a perfect answer for that. I'm not sure that it's due to escapism. It might not be due to boredom either. It might be just a response to boredom um, in that, you know, you can watch this slow television and it's less anxiety provoking than, you know, doom scrolling through your social media. And so it's something that you can relax to. Maybe you can let your mind wander um, and, and you can sort of uh, you know, not be in that kind of mode of paying attention to all of the things that uh, that are happening in this strange time of ours. Okay, so I guess in a way, uh, a bit of personal escapism. Yeah, it, it, one of the key things about being bored is that you want to be occupied, but mm-hmm. you have a trouble figuring out what it is that you want to do. You know, there's nothing that seems that is around you seems like it's going to satisfy that desire to be occupied with something and we can be occupied with our social media and our phones and you know the bombardment of news and and things that we can get from the internet but that does tend to be like sort of drinking from a fire hose and so it it can feel a little bit uh, overwhelming at times whereas something like you know you mentioned the yuletide log or the the norwegian train trip Mm -hmm. um, that's not overwhelming it could be quite calming yeah and there's no storyline to follow there's no um Uh, stress to it. I I know that you said people get a lot of anxiety from following the news and social media, but I know people who get stressed out just from certain TV shows and the twists and turns that the storylines take. With this, there's nothing to really follow. You can just sort of uh, veg out. Well, exactly. And you're right. There are television shows that we watch because we like the tension and because we like the stress Mm -hmm. in them. I have been a fan of The Walking Dead for a long time for that precise reason. (laughs) But as you point out, yeah, this is something that you can sort of engage with, although it seems strange to say that. But you can engage with it uh, and and watch the train trip for as long as you decide you want to. I doubt anyone watches for the full seven hours. Yeah, I Um, (laughs) and, uh, and, And yeah, you can sort of shut off and let your mind go. Um, and, and that can be quite relaxing, I think. Do you think people um, take in this sort of television more actively watching or is it more background noise? Because I'm, I'm just thinking about from my personal experience, I watch a lot of TV sort of on background while I'm doing stuff. And I constantly miss important parts of the story or there's a part in the story where someone's speaking another language and I totally miss the subtitles. How do people seem to be taking in slow TV? Another great question that I don't have any answer to in the sense because I I don't watch it myself. So I I don't have personal uh, uh, response to that. And I'm not sure that there's any data to tell us whether or not people are just background noising it 
or if they're actually, you know, a- attending to the trip. There, there was at least some sense in which people have become kind of fans of things like the Norwegian train trip and the, there's another sort of boat trip that's a, a, a slow TV thing that people, you know, that, yeah. They they migrate to the or they they travel to the to specific spots on the trip and you know wave flags and and such, so I, you know I think some t- some people are likely to actively engage with it in a sense of, you know, um, putting it on, as a thing to occupy their mind and to occupy mm-hmm. their focus in the here and now. Whereas what you were describing is, you're not really being occupied by the television. You're just letting it be background noise. Um, and so I don't think this is that. I do think it's uh, you know, people using this opportunity to occupy their time, occupy their minds with things that are not overly challenging and not distressing. Now, doctor, you said you don't watch it yourself. That was going to be my final question for you was what's your what's your favorite one? Have, have you ever have, did you ever see the KFC rotisserie chicken channel, at least? When it was on? <laughs> I have not seen that. But as a person who studies boredom, I do it in part because I suffer from it and I don't like it. So I'd, mm. I'd, I'd like to understand boredom better. And so, you know, it's, I, I can't think of many more boring things than watching these slow television <laughs> things, to be honest. It's just not my cup of tea. Fair enough. If you can, go on to YouTube and look up the clips of the old show Night Walk, though. Uh, if you're just a okay. fan of being out and about downtown at night, it's it's still a fun watch, even if you just give it five minutes. I highly encourage you. Dr. James Dankert, professor of cognitive neuroscience at the University of Waterloo, co-authored the book Out of My Skull, The Psychology of Boredom. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Oh, my pleasure.